0: Hey everybody! This is '80s wrestling fan Brian, and this is legendary wrestling figures. Uh, once again, I've got my best friend Eric on the on the line, and uh, today we're going to talk a little bit more about our wrestling fandom, and uh, give us a, a rating for Hillbilly Jim's LJN. Eric, how's it going today, my friend? Going good. Good to hear you again. Um, nice to hear you. Man. Enjoying this thing,
1: first heat wave of the year.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it got over a hundred yesterday, and I'm not ready for it yet.
1: No, it was still like a hundred degrees even at like uh, ten o'clock at night last night.
0: Ugh. Yeah, we didn't we didn't open the house up at all. So, yep, just have the AC cranked.
1: Yeah, no, our AC is getting a workout for sure.
0: Definitely. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, when you were younger did you ever use any other uh star wars figures or transformers or uh, action figures in a wrestling manner like did you have tournaments or matches with your different action figures uh no
1: with um you know just as far as star wars figures go i i was more into just like recreating scenes from the movies but I, i don't think that i um you know had any like you know house shows or anything with those figures
0: yeah totally yeah i would take one
1: if there's one thing i i love doing is i would love to go i had you know just boxes full of hot wheels and i'd kind of divvy them up you know onto the side and like you know take them one at a time and you know get some kind of a good flat surface because there's carpet in my room and make them go head-on crash into each other and if one fell over and one stayed upright that would be the end of the match. You know, whoever stayed upright was the winner. And I had run through those, you know, to see who the toughest Hot Wheel was.
0: So you had actual uh, shoot matches with your Hot Wheels. These weren't yes. uh, these weren't worked. <laughs> no, they,
1: they were working stiff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very cool, very cool. And then you had uh, did you have one guy that was uh, always coming out on top, or nine out of ten times coming out on top?
1: Well it's funny, there's a um Um that would have been my um a green van called the spoiler sport.
0: Nice, was, just more girth and I uh not describe why that car you think won all the battles.
1: Well yeah, no, he, he was definitely, you know, he was a heavy car, but he had a really low nose.
0: Ah, so he would just scoop underneath everybody and they'd go over him like a ramp and he'd come out on top.
1: Yeah, well, and it was also low enough that if uh, they happened to be any kind of a car that had like a a bump or something like that, also just the just the sheer weight of that van, a lot of times would be enough just to flip that car.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I've I probably told you before, but one of the uh, one of my uh, losses in my parents moving to their new house was my dad. Uh, gave my hot wheels away to a contractor. So I, I wish I had that collection, but, but I do not. So did you hang on to any of your hot wheels over the years and pass those to anybody else or did you guys get rid of them in a yard sale or something?
1: No, I'm, I'm sure that, um, I'm sure that I had something similar like that happen. I, I know that I lost a good majority of my, um, Star Wars figures to, uh, to our family doctor um became kind of like family friends and my mom sold sold a good portion of my stuff to them and i got a, a twenty dollar bill so, <laughs> uh, so at the time the twenty dollar bill felt like i was big money
0: yep yep and now it's uh it's long gone and so are the toys
1: oh absolutely
0: yep yep. did uh, when you guys went to live events was it Uh, Was it almost always you and your dad? I know you got to go see a lot of shows, being uh, pretty close to the old Arco Arena. Uh, Sometimes cousin came along, but usually just you and your dad? Usually
1: just me and my dad, yeah.
0: Yeah, with me it would be uh, my mom and my little brother would come along, but having uh, having your sister be a little younger, somebody probably had to stay home with her, and maybe your mom wasn't a big wrestling fan.
1: Right, yeah. I could not have seen my sister enjoying that at all. (laughs)
0: No, no, and then I kind of stopped watching around uh, the time we graduated high school. But you've been a, you've pretty much been a wrestling fan all these years since nineteen eighty six, right?
1: Yeah, no, I've stuck with it really well, surprisingly.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I mean uh, it
1: definitely, it's definitely hit some lulls. So.
0: Well, yeah, but you were there for. uh you got to see Hogan in the NWO. Were you? Uh, I know you're just like the supreme Hulkamaniac. When he turned heel, were you still Team Hulkamania, Team uh, Hollywood Hogan, or did you uh, did you root against him when he turned heel in WCW?
1: No, I I, I stay loyal to Hulk. I love the NWO. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I know that it just exploded in popularity, and then they had the. Uh, the 83 weeks where they beat the WWF in the ratings. And uh, it, it kind of fascinates me to wonder how many guys were actually turned off by Hulk and uh, and didn't like him as a heel, or they just thought it was even cooler. So it's, it doesn't surprise me that you stayed Team Hogan. <laughs> and then uh, you got to see cards uh, at Arco. Did you catch any cards? I, I think I've heard you say you caught some cards at the Cow Palace in San Francisco too
1: yeah, I saw some super brawls in San Francisco at the Cow Palace. and I think i I think I saw one super brawl at the Oakland Coliseum as well.
0: Very cool. did you uh, was that something where you were a little older and went with buddies, or did you were you going with your dad still to that stuff?
1: No, that was a little bit older and going with a buddy. We cruised cool. down there, and, you know, I have, like, a, a bunch of my old Hulk Hogan stuff, like the fingers, the foam fingers and stuff like that. And I'd get out of the car. Remember, I was walking the first one at the Cow Palace. I was walking. And his group of guys stopped, you know, and they were, I mean, you know, they all had, you know, their drinks in their hand and stuff. And they, they, look, they look pretty tough. And one of them yelled at me, Hulk Hogan's a bitch. And I looked at my friend. I said, turn around. I said, I'm putting my stuff back in the car. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good idea. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yep. Thank you. Definitely. The uh how many times do you think you've seen Hogan in person?
1: I bet ya. I bet you I've seen him in action between like 10 and 15 times.
0: Well, that's a pretty good collection. What's uh what are some Hulk Hogan highlight memories of seeing him in person?
1: Well, you know, one of the things, you know, I got to see him, you know, wrestle flair and uh, you know one of the super brawls was you know flair and macho man and and a piper and a sting
0: so. so you got to see hogan against piper you got to see him against flair sting man you've got a whole uh, hall of fame crew there uh, yeah and no,
1: it was a lot of fun
0: did he uh, almost always come out on top
1: well, it's like in the match against Piper, he came out on top only because that's when Macho Man actually turned heel and joined the NWO.
0: Yeah, Savage was always a favorite of mine, but uh, again, I'm, I'm just kind of bummed that I missed that whole WCW run. Everybody that uh, got to witness it, it's uh, it's among their favorite stuff. So,
1: well, I made it, the WWF work harder too because that's what you know. That's when they had to come up with the Attitude Era, which again was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, you had uh, dueling companies competing for an audience and putting out their best stuff. So
1: Yeah, uh, and you had like the um smart ass factions like NWO and DX. Stuff like that was cool.
0: Yeah, did you uh you were probably watching both programs, right?
1: Yeah, I had watched both programs. Um because back then on Mondays I was I was working at a place that and I was always working three thirty to midnight. And then when I'd get off work, my buddy would come over and have tapes of both shows. So we'd watch both shows on on the VCR.
0: Well, that's cool. get to fast forward through the commercial commercials and uh, and what a cool buddy to be able to record both shows for you.
1: Yeah, no, it was very nice. And yeah, know you know, definitely the fast forwarding. And then if something happened that just, you know, because there are de- definitely some um botches on commentary that I'm sure the guys would like to forget about that you know you hear it and you just start laughing so hard you could rewind it and watch it again so
0: yeah that's one of the things where i feel like uh technology's gone backwards a little bit i mean plenty of people have dvrs but uh vcr technology was pretty damn cool where you could just hang on to whatever show and and revisit it and have physical media to uh to revisit those shows down the road and not worry about if it got edited out of the content, you know, oh, something absolutely. happens. Something happens now on Peacock, and they don't want it seen again. It's not showing up.
1: Plenty of stuff they've made go away.
0: Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania uh, six, Piper and Bad News Brown. Uh, I'm glad I have a uh, a copy if I do want to revisit it, since uh, I don't think it's likely to show up again. Did you uh, continue uh, collecting action figures after LJNs? Like Did you get into the Hasbros and the, uh, uh, the Jacks and the, uh, and the Mattels and everything too? Or
1: No, if anything, wrestling regard, I mean, if I, you know, I still, you know, one of the first places I go to when I go into a Target or anything like that is I'll go check out the action figure aisle just because I grew up, you know, like you're we talking about with Star Wars and all that good stuff. But I mean, if something fascinating catches my eye, like I have seen, like an old school—I um, forgot what company makes it—Hollywood um, Hogan. I ended up picking that up just for fun.
0: Yeah, I think Mattel had some, but uh, um, but yeah, yeah, what a what a awesome looking figure Hulk is in any attire, I guess.
1: You know, and then I've I've got a um, John Cena as the Faker from the Masters of the Universe collection.
0: Oh, yeah, I meant to ask, did you uh, did you collect He-Man when you were a kid? For some reason, I don't remember seeing He-Man at your house.
1: No, I had a little cousin that was really, really into him and had several, so I always thought they were really cool figures.
0: Okay, so you got to play with the, or play with and check out He-Man at your little cousin's house. Yeah. Yeah, the one figure I got from that line, from the, uh, the crossover WWE line, was uh, the Roddy Piper, and he has this blue axe and he comes with like three different uh uh I guess you call them breastplates but they have the Hot Rod logo and so there's one that's in pristine condition and then one that's like scratched up and there's one that's uh, a little bit more scratched up but it's a it's a cool looking figure for sure and that John Cena one isn't it like a like a blue translucent or something like that
1: I well he's definitely blue Yeah I don't, I
0: don't remember
1: if he's translucent but
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, but the faker, I'm not, yeah, yeah, that's where I lose the, uh, I don't have the He-Man knowledge on board, so. <laughs> Did you see uh, John Cena show up again at Money in the Bank? Yeah,
1: that's pretty fa- fascinating.
0: Yeah, WrestleMania in London, what do you think?
1: Well, they're going to, um, you know, they're going to sell a lot of tickets, that's for sure, they know what they're doing.
0: <laughs> Definitely, and I guess it, I wouldn't mind the earlier runtime if they're going to do a two-day event and uh and it's on at noon like money in the bank that's that sounds cool with me I, oh, I don't yeah. know I don't know that I'll ever go to uh Wrestlemania maybe someday but uh but I'm cool with it being on it from noon to uh four o'clock on a Saturday and the same thing the next day on a Sunday gives people plenty of time to uh, to get rest afterwards so not being up till midnight I remember years ago before they did the the two night switch, it just seemed like it was going on forever for a while there.
1: No, the shows take forever. Yes. I and, and yeah. when they don't start until seven on those on those past ones. It's like, yeah. Being up till midnight, that's a that's a lot to explain to somebody that you're living with. It's like, no, it's gonna be a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Especially if
1: they're not into wrestling.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Yep. The uh hillbilly jim action figure is uh you said that was your that was one of your very first maybe your fourth ljn figures um did you ever get to see hillbilly jim on your any of the shows you went to if i remember right wasn't he one of the guys that you were able to uh actually pat on the back at ringside
1: i was no it was was great no i remember i i don't remember who the tag champs were at the time but i remember one time it might have been the heart foundation but um Hillbilly Jim had to fill in for one of the killer bees and they ended up winning by disqualification or Hillbilly Jim and the killer bee did. And the yes. announcer actually announced them as new tag team champions. And I was like losing my mind. Cause I thought that, that, that they screwed up in a way that was going to stick,
0: <laughs> but you know, but yeah, then, they,
1: they, they, then they fixed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they did that on purpose to get the crowd hyped and, and then, uh, Although oh, the title can only change hands on a pinfall or a submission, so... Yep. I know Jumpin' Jim had a broken arm for a while there, and uh, I want to say it was 86, but I think it was probably before before you guys saw him, so it, it's hard to say if it was Jumpin' Jim and Hillbilly Jim or B. Brian Blair and, and Hillbilly Jim facing the Heart Foundation, but Heart Foundation was always... Um, I don't know, I just remember you and I as kids, you would pretend you were the Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and I'd pretend I was Brett the Hitman heart. So sometimes at my grandma's pool, I think we did the uh the heart attack with my little brother taking the taking the clothesline.
1: Yes. <laughs> he was a good, good. sport.
0: <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, as we record, it's uh the hitman's birthday today. Uh uh recording on July second and he was uh he turned sixty six today. So Pretty cool.
1: Oh, very cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Brett, that that team, it, it's hard to put anybody above them as far as my favorites all time. Like I got the, you know, the Bulldogs being tag champs when I started watching and, and the heart foundation being like the first title change I saw on TV. It's it, those are, those two are right up there for me as far as my favorites, uh, which tag team do you think you, which, who are your two or three favorite tag teams of all time?
1: Well, you know, the heart foundation is definitely there, and just because I mean, at the the longevity of the success, I mean, and how much you know heat they got, I mean, you got to love Sheik and Volkov.
0: Oh yeah, Sheik and Volkov definitely iconic as well. I love the uh, the cane shattering over Barry Windham at WrestleMania one, and <laughs> and then Blassie on the interview afterwards with the what uh, okay, cane? I didn't have no cane. <laughs> So Sheikh Volkoff and the Heart Foundation. Uh, yeah, was there beef, a...
1: Beefcake and Valentine were always great too, the dream team.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. So heel teams are who you gravitate more towards in your uh, nostalgia of favorite teams, huh?
1: Yeah, it seems like it, you know, you know, definitely demolition.
0: Yeah, demolition, axe and smash. Did you have a favorite of those two growing up if you liked Axe Better or Smash better?
1: No, I don't know that I could actually have told you the difference when I was a kid.
0: Uh, Yep, yep. Yeah, I always feel like I I was a little bit more of a fan of uh, Smash growing up for some reason. And then when I got to meet both of them uh, in May, uh, I got to spend more time with Bill Eadie. So now it's it's neck and neck, if not Axe having a little bit more of a a sentimental vibe for me as far as (laughs) being... And the guy that i i gravitate more towards and then it, it kind of it sucked how you always wanted to see him face the road warriors and and Legion of doom came along as demolition was kind of falling apart with that third member with crush and just a shadow of their former selves
1: yeah i was never a big fan of crush joining
0: the the team definitely not with the uh Hillbilly Jim action figure. Did you have him? I'm guessing you teamed him up with Hulk quite a few times to face Sheik and Volkov. Since you had those, were your first four.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, and he was a pretty decent figure to have because I mean, just the way he was built, you know, he could drop an elbow.
0: That is so. true. And the soft good hats. The that rubber hat was really cool, also.
1: Oh absolutely. yes. Yeah. Did you could have a, a heel stomp on it or something.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of that. That would work. Who is that uh, so if you're going one through five kind of like with Big John stud uh, what kind of five star or less rating do you give Hillbilly Jim's LJ in action figure
1: well he'd get full points also he's nice he's you know, he's very well made
0: yeah definitely yeah when I uh, the only little differences I usually do when I'm painting him is I fill in some of the little buckles and hardware with some gold or bronze paint and I color in the handkerchief on the back red. But uh the uh I tried one with the black shirt, but really the the red shirt tends to I think it actually still looks better than the than doing it with the black like the prototypes. Um yeah,
1: I look back at some of your Twitter polls you've done in the past though and I think one of the more fun ideas I've kicked around in my head is if they would have actually had him turn heel on Hogan. That would have been
0: a fun feud. Yeah, do you remember... uh, uh, He didn't make it to the first uh, uh, WrestleMania because, like, right before that, he was running around the ring chasing Johnny B, and he slipped on something on the floor. I think it was in San Diego. And that's (laughs) when he messed up his leg and had to miss six months. It was uh, him and... I don't know if it was another... um, I don't know if it was him teaming with Hulk or it was him and one of the Hillbillies that they eventually brought in. It was probably him and Hulk were facing uh, Brutus and Greg in San Diego. And he ran around the ring chasing Johnny B and, and screwed his leg up. So I always wondered if Hillbilly Jim would have been the guy in the corner instead of Snuka at the first WrestleMania if he hadn't hurt himself. And also being out that six months, you know, would, would he have been the first guy to to have their friendship dissolved and and uh, and gone heel against Hogan? It's probably not because he's such a lovable country boy. But uh, it would have it would have been fun, especially if he'd uh, reignited his biker gimmick. That I I've never seen him in that, but I've heard he was he went by Harley Davidson or something before he came to WWF and had a a biker gimmick. I'm guessing he was heel, but. I
1: now, I mean, I've seen him in those interviews where he's got, like, the um, greasy black hair.
0: I um, haven't seen that. I'll have to oh, check that when, out. When
1: he's, like, just doing, like, different interviews on YouTube, talking about people. And you can tell that he's definitely, at that point in time, an executive, you know. But, I mean, he's got – he kind of looks like a an agent, you know. It's, like, pulled back in a ponytail.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have seen that. Yep.
1: Definitely looks a little slick.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he had uh... – I think he had a—he might still have it—but he had a country music show on Sirius XM where he would uh, uh, basically uh, talk about country music the whole show or show off songs. And I don't know how many songs he recorded. If it was just uh, "Waking Up Alone with Gertrude" and "Don't Go Messing with the Country Boy," but uh, but it's kind of cool that he also had a, a an extended career because of his music background.
1: Yeah, I used to have XM, and I would see that every now and again pop up when I'd be flashing through channels. I always wondered if that was the hillbilly gym or if it was just, you know, someone someone picked up the moniker and got away with it. But right, totally. That's very cool for XM, yeah. seeing so Anyone stretch their wrestling career into something bigger is always fun.
0: Yeah, and uh, I also saw an interview where I don't think he ever did get to meet The actual Gertrude. So (laughs) poor, poor Jim on the road, waking up alone every time.
1: Very melancholy, Jim.
0: (laughs) Melancholy, Jim. Oh, that would have been a good, uh, a good gimmick after Hillbilly Jim, (laughs) Melancholy Jim. (laughs) Well, my friend, I guess that'll uh, wrap up this episode of Legendary Wrestling Figures. Uh, Next time I catch you up, it'll be. Nikolai Volkov will be first on the docket if it sounds like uh, if it sounds like fun to you again to try and do another one of these. Yeah,
1: I might even try to sing his anthem.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I'll look forward to it. You can practice until then. Yes. All right. I will talk to you soon. Thanks again right. so much for uh, being a guest on here. It's uh, uh, it's been fun for me talking to different people about the wrestling fandom growing up and uh, and you of course first on the list, my uh. My only friend that watched wrestling with me as a kid. So yeah, no,
1: I we had a damn good time though.
0: <laughs> definitely. Definitely. We sure did. I uh long for those days at times.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: All right. I will talk to you again soon and uh you and your family take care, my friend.
1: All right, stay cool, buddy. All right, bye-bye. bye bye.